Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code the Zone 125 You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. Well, the first domino has fallen. Aaron Rodgers, MVP for the Pro Football Writers of America. A lot of those same writers in the Pro Football Writers of America Guild, Rowdy, are also in the AP MVP, which will be announced next month. And you got to imagine with Rodgers uh, getting all pro over Tom Brady, now the Pro Football Writers of America MVP nod yesterday, his fourth, and he's the fifth player ever to go back-to-back, that next month he'll be also the AP MVP. Yeah, so... Didn't he Take win? That, huh, didn't he win like another award that was basically MVP like a week ago as well? Yes, yeah, so there's a bunch of that just come out. So, what are the point of having like three different ones <laughs> where know. it's basically all the same writers, but <laughs> three no different idea. awards that are technically the same award? Uh, I would love to know the difference between the AP MVP and the Pro Football Writers of America MVP. Because again, most <laughs> of them are the same. They're the same entities. Or work for the same entities, so... Or the same people have votes. Yeah, AP versus Pro Football Writers of America. Pro Football Writers of America. Um, I don't know the difference, but uh, AP... Let's see here. AP is the gold standard. I've always heard that. Uh, AP is always above everything. So AP is the gold standard. Oh, yeah, just ask them. <laughs> exactly. And the Pro Football Writers of America, I don't really... I mean, they don't differ. They're like all the same people. So I don't really understand the difference besides the AB, AP being, quote-unquote, the gold standard. I'll, I'll try and find some. The research department will get on it. But, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, your MVP for the Pro Football Writers of America. I love how um, Mike Florio, pro football talk, Rowdy, he, uh, and he's a huge Vikings fan and a notable Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay Packers hater. But in his article... Uh, NBC Sports Pro Football Focus, the first thing he says is the woke mob apparently has not infiltrated the Pro Football Writers of America. Rowdy, Mike Florio is one of the captains of the woke mob. Is he not? Isn't he a general in the woke mob army? Mike Florio? Yeah, I mean, he's been a notable Rogers hater for years. Yeah. So he goes on, this whole article that he, he has written, basically just... um is an insult to Aaron Rodgers, and then he's like, oh, by the way, he's been named the Pro Football, uh, the Writers of America Hall of Fame. So, uh, yeah. Sorry, Mike Florio. I would say uh, two words for you. Cry harder as Aaron Rodgers is it. So, Rowdy, a lot of temperature heating up about Rodgers now, and now this is uh, this is the one that's coming in even hotter. As this was tweeted out about 10, 12 minutes ago, Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network. The Broncos are finalizing a deal with Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett to make them or him their new head coach per sources. They say contracts talk heated up last night. The Jaguars plan to interview Hackett again today. Instead, the Denver Broncos are not letting him leave and they'll ink him up on a deal. He will become the Denver Broncos head coach, and that means, Rowdy, with that, 
that the talk of Rodgers indeed going to Denver to team up with John Elway in the front office, his guy Nathaniel Hackett, the OC now head you know head coach at Denver, and probably get Devontae Adams with him in Denver is going to happen. Well, good for Nathaniel Hackett. Obviously, moving up from offensive coordinator to head yep. coach. A little round of applause for Hackett. Well yeah, done. but but also when you're talking about the the big minds, the offensive minds in that room, wouldn't you say it's uh, Lafleur, Rogers, Hackett, and Getze would be your top four? When I think of Nathaniel Hackett in the Packers offense, I don't even think of him at all. Do you? Well, I'm saying in that order, you think of the guys that are really in there running the offense. LaFleur, Rogers, I Hackett. Go, I go Rogers, LaFleur, Getze, then Hackett, but Hackett's above Getze. I mean, I would have Hackett above Getze. I don't, just, I don't think of well, so would I. I'm just saying how I think of him. I don't that's think what of, I'm saying. I don't think of Getze or Hackett when I think of the offense. If you're really going in line with the coaches that are in there and the the people that are most important, he probably falls three out of those top four. I don't. I don't even think of him or Getze when I think of the offense. I think of Aaron Rodgers calling the shots and Matt Lafleur like signing off on it. That's what I think of with the Packers offense. But good job for Nathaniel Hackett. Well done. Yeah, I don't think that's the uh, domino to fall. That's really going to be the big. Uh, Decision maker for Aaron Rodgers to want out and either try and force a trade to Denver. Yeah, um, I, I will say that it, it, it doesn't hurt Denver to try and get Aaron Rodgers if that's the case, because him and Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, you've heard Rodgers talk about Hackett, how they're buddies, and you know he's been very loyal to all the people he's been around now. But you know, Rodgers is still this under contract with the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, the Packers have all the decision making here. Just because all of a sudden Nathaniel Hackett went to Denver doesn't mean the Packers have to trade him to Denver. He, they could yeah. say, well, Oakland offered us this, and even though it's worse than what Denver offered us, screw you, we're not giving you to Denver. <laughs> screw you guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have all the power here. Yeah. They they decide who they want to trade him to if they trade him. So now the Packers have um, an opening, obviously. They don't have an offensive coordinator anymore, so there's that. What happens with uh, the Packers' O.C.? And now you have Nathaniel Hackett, the head coach of the Broncos, who now the Broncos were in on Rodgers last year. Mark Schlereth, if you remember him, right, Rowdy? What did Schlereth say last year about the Broncos? It was all but done. It was was all all but but done done for Rodgers to go to Denver last year. All but done. And there was really no connections with Rodgers in Denver last year, despite, I guess, Shailene Woodley, his uh, fiance, she had like, what did she have, like a like a house or something in the she Denver area? She had one home in, in the Denver area, and she had one home in L.A. Yeah. Well, well Rogers got a couple of homes around, too. The only other thing was him golfing yeah, with John other, Elway. Which turned out to be bummed. At a, at a tournament that he always golfs at and a tournament that a lot of celebrities go to. And it turns out it wasn't Rogers golfing with Elway at this uh, golf tournament in Cali. It was just they happened to both be there at the same time, and they, like, drove carts by each other and said hello so that was the only connection last year now you do have i wouldn't say it's a leg up for denver but it's a foot in the door you know it's cracked a little bit to say hey rogers look at all the success you had with nathaniel hackett you had, you won two mvps under him you know the number one seed two years in a row look at how that offense was humming how about you come to denver you get out of the nfc you come to the afc over here and you can uh plant your roots a little bit maybe be closer to shaneline woodley's cabin in the the mountains of Denver. I don't know. And then uh, go there. The Packers roster, Rowdy, even with all this salary cap hell, do you think the Packers roster is better than the Denver Broncos roster? 
Yeah, especially if you kept Aaron Rodgers and you kept uh, Devontae Adams and you still had to part ways with like the Pre- uh, Preston and Zadarius Smiths of the world. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, what do they got out there in Denver? Melvin Gordon? No, he's a free agent. Oh, is he? Is he a free agent? So not even not even old Mel? So, I don't know. The Rodgers stuff is going to be heating up. I saw a lot of talking heads, you know, talking yesterday about should Rodgers stay, should Rodgers go. I was uh, entertaining Eli Manning, Kurt Warner, Matt Hasselbeck, all talking about Rodgers. Yeah, did you see that article where the five of them, five different guys said what they would do? Yeah. I actually uh, thought that was kind of interesting. Not that I put any stock in what any of them say, but I think uh, yeah, from the perspective totally that they were old veteran quarterbacks and like pretty much all of them had success at one point in time in the NFL. I, I did think it was kind of interesting. It's totally interesting that they were like, "Oh, if this was me, I would stay. If this was me, <laughs> I'd get the hell out of there." So uh, yeah, I got right here. Hasselbeck said, "I would never would have left Seattle. I was 35 years old and pretty close to the end, but they decided not to bring me back, so I go down to Tennessee. It's hot, humid, and my muscles never felt so good. My body never felt so good. So Hasselbeck said he would never have uh, left. Let's see here. Eli Manning said it's probably going to be worse." Somewhere else. And that's a guy that spent his entire career in New York. Yeah. Um, let's see. Dan Orvalowski said, does he feel like he's just run its course in Green Bay? By the way, he's, for like all the quarterbacks that are in this article, Kurt Warner's there. in there. Dan Orlovsky's like the, the odd man out. He's like, the one that doesn't the zone, belong. Man. Rich Gannon said, quote, why would you want to leave? <laughs> Rich that's what I'm saying. Look at all the other four quarterbacks. Rich Gannon, Kurt Warner. Matt Hasselbeck. Yeah. All the all those guys were like r- like good quarterbacks and then there's Arlovsky. Yeah. Uh well, Kurt Warner said let me show everybody so you know Warner said uh, quote certain guys like Peyton and Tom Brady they've shown they're great at one place and go somewhere else and have to be great. There's just something to that. Uh, having known a little of that myself to be able to show that you can have great success and win in two places. It could help shape two organizations. I think is very special he had said. So I think, you know, Kurt Warner's kind of saying like, hey, man, you're great. You could go make greatness elsewhere. The majority of the the quarterbacks here, though, Rowdy, are saying, why would you want to leave? Why would you want to go elsewhere? You haven't. The grass is not always greener on the other side. Everyone can't be like a Tom Brady, right, or a a Peyton Manning. Tom Brady is the outlier. Tom Brady's Neo. He's the one. Tom Brady wins all with the Patriots, and then he goes one year to the NFC with the Buccaneers, and he wins the Super Bowl. Does Rodgers think he can really do that? The dude can't even, like, freaking winning in the NFC right now. And then you go out to, like, uh, the AFC. What do you think of the AFC out there, Rowdy? Like, you'd have a lot of new quarterbacks on the block that you have to uh, navigate. Look what happened between um, uh, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. The longstanding quarterbacks that you would have to – you know, play against in the AFC. It's going to be Josh Allen's who just, who just really broke onto the scene this year. Joe Burrow, who was the number one pick two years ago is really breaking on the scene because he's healthy. You still have Patrick Mahomes. Got Lamar Jackson. Like that's, that's three huge ones right there. Everyone has been in love with Mac Jones for the most part this year, even though Patriots weren't necessarily in a position to really win a Super Bowl this year, but a, a team that's rebuilding and has Mac Jones. I mean, that's four, Guys that are all 26 years yeah. old or younger. And I know Lamar Jackson has got the arm like the other guys, but he won an MVP. Got Lamar Jackson, obviously, in the AFC North. Um, and then I don't know what happens with Deshaun Watson. Uh, I mean, he could be in the AFC still if whatever his legality troubles ever clear up. I don't. Yeah, know. wasn't that supposed to be like, weren't there supposed to be like court dates like in November and I have stuff? No idea. I, haven't heard, I haven't heard anything about it since like the start of football yeah, season. Same. I have heard nothing. 
So, I mean, there's something to say about going to the AFC and you have all these new, talented, young quarterbacks. Um, hell, we haven't even talked about what? You got Derek Carr still with the Raiders. We'll see what happens. You got Justin Herbert with the Chargers. I would still take Rodgers over those guys. But, you you know, Father Time remains undefeated. You have a, this new young crop coming up that's looking pretty damn good. But Rodgers is still Rodgers. I mean, he makes you a Super Bowl contender if you got him on your team. But to the AFC, and if Rodgers, yeah? Well, I would say just the AFC, I would overall has probably been the better league the last 10 years. But now it's like the NFC all of a sudden has the more veteran quarterbacks. You have the Staffords, you have the Russell Wilsons, you have the Ryans, you have Brady Rogers. They got a lot of veteran quarterbacks, but yeah, it's, it's kind of the AFC, which has kind of taken a seat back this last year. Well, I guess you'd say the last couple of years, all of a sudden they're reloading and everyone in the NFC is starting to get old. Yeah, and then you look at the you look at the new crop of the guys in the NFC, Rowdy. Right? Like Dak Prescott, I he's, he's is he really new though? No, he's good. He's good, but he's not great, right? Like I think he's in that good category right now. And he's been around for a minute. It's not like he's like you know twenty five yeah. years old. Kyler Murray, he's looking like he be, can be good, um, but my God, Cliff Kingsbury can't help but have a postseason collapse nonstop. Uh, what do you got uh, else in the NFC North? I mean, Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. Justin Fields, jury's out. Jared Goff with the Lions, good luck. And then you go look at the NFC South. I mean, you said Matt Ryan, but he's coming towards well, the end. He, he's got like it. I think he's under the last year of his contract. Yeah. Panthers got nothing. That. The Saints got nothing. Uh, Rowdy already said Tom Brady. It's timeless. And then you go look at the NFC East, right? I mean, we talked about Dak. What is he? What do the Eagles have? Jalen Hurts, he's nothing. What does the football team have? What do the, the, the Giants have? Nothing. Well, the quarterbacks now reside in the AFC. That's the young guns. Why would Rod? I mean, would Rodgers want to go to the AFC? And then you go look at you know the Denver Broncos who are now making making the push. He would be in with Mahomes, Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, and then himself. I mean, that's AFC West would be pretty tough. If anyone could do it, would be Rodgers. But yeah, that's a tough division. It's a lot different different feel than Justin Fields, who's unproven, Jared Goff, who's middle of the road at best, Kirk Cousins, who's middle of the road at best, and then yourself and Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's that's tough sledding right there. Plus two of those two of those four or two of those three other teams in the NFC North would have new GM, new head coach. Yeah, uh, you could you could reign supreme again in the NFC North. But we've seen this same song and dance for a lot of years, right? Aaron Rodgers crushes in the NFC North. But then, Rowdy, you hit that stat yesterday. Of all the teams re- uh, remaining, hasn't Rodgers beat every single one of them? Yeah, the well, the Packers beat every single one of the teams remaining this year, except for Kansas City in a game which they lost 13, was it, 7? Yeah. And that was the game that Jordan Love started, and everyone was bitching about how Rodgers was letting the team down because he didn't play, <laughs> and they lost by a touchdown to the Chiefs on the road with Jordan Love starting. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone was under uh, the same, the same uh, thinking is that with an Aaron Rodgers playing in that game, they won that game by like two touchdowns. No doubt. Now Aaron Rodgers is going to have his uh, his decision allegedly before free agency begins mid-March. He wants to be fair, he said, to like Devontae Adams and everyone else on the team. But if you're just waking up, the Broncos are set to hire Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett. Is this the first move to get Rodgers to Denver? Hmm. Again, I'm going to I'm going to make this clear. I want a clean game of all sports. You'll never get that. It's never going to happen. 
people walk around thinking that the world is some innocent place. It's anything but. It's the most dirty, corrupt thing ever, and it's only getting more corrupt. Therefore, you're not going to stop the people from taking steroids in baseball. So I say if they want to juice themselves up, let them do it. Who am I to say what you can and cannot put in your body? I'm just going to I'm just going to get you, that out are there. Are you along those lines for every sport then? Yeah, yeah, I don't care. It's not going to happen, right, Rowdy? Like, they're not going to be like, all right, it's free reign for whatever. But if you want to juice yourself up, like Ryan Braun, he was taking the PEDs to recover from injuries because he wanted to be available. He wanted to be, you know, there. I understand that. If they want to if they want to do that to help recover from injury, I'm all for it. If you want to go and look like some kind of freakazoid and like a professional bodybuilder and trying to swing a bat, I think you're going to have a bad time with all that muscle in your way. But go for it if you want to. What do I care? And Rowdy, I think you're different than that, yes? Yeah, I'm looking for the clean game. I, but you know I you're never going to get a clean game. They're always going to be at like a step ahead of the drug testers, but the drug testers, you know, over time should be able to eliminate more and more yeah. stuff. Now, I want a clean game too. I just know you're never going to get it. RJ? Yeah, it's, I mean, you can have all the rules you want. It's never going to be clean. Never. You're still getting people popped for the 60-game suspensions, the the full season suspensions and, and all that. But you so. have to admit it's very few and far between right. compared to what they were getting positive tests when Bud Selig was oh, there oh, in totally. the 90s. Yeah, they no. were just I not mean, reporting yeah, them. They were just looking the other way. To you, bring okay, so back. when you say when you say like steroids and PEDs, Rowdy, are you against like like a, like a Ryan Braun type of thing where I was, I, I was trying to the, get healthier? I'm okay with guys taking PEDs, like say if they just – tore their knee up and it's yeah. helping them recover. But once, once you're playing again, or once you start, re, I would say like once getting ready to play again, you can't be taking them. Okay. Like, like it's, it's thoroughly for Recovery. you to recover. Yeah. It's not all of a sudden, well, this kept me healthy and got me back quicker. And you know what? I feel pretty damn good after six <laughs> months. I'm just going to keep taking them I think every when, single season. I think that's the Ryan Braun approach, by the way. I don't think he just took them for recovery. Yes, he did. There's too many, there's too many connections with Ryan Braun and biogenesis. biogenesis labs and the timelines where it appears he probably took them for much longer than that. Just that. No, a lot of people, when I think when a lot of people think steroids, they think of like what I, when I say freakazoids, like these big, like roided out yeah, meatheads. It's the nineties. Yeah. That I'm th- when I'm talking about steroids, I'm talking about guys like the Ryan Brown approach or like, you know, recovering, trying to get available, be healthy. I'm that's what I'm saying. Let them do it. What do I care? Now, if you want to look like a freak, Feel free, but Rowdy, if if you're like a big bodybuilder freakazoid, yeah, you can smash some balls, but eventually you get to this point where a lot of muscle is just like in your way. Like, I don't even know how you'd swing a bat when you get so big. Yeah, you're you're talking more like the the '90s and early 2000s ball players, kind of like what the images of what they looked like on Slugfest, mm-hmm. where all of them yeah. looked like bodybuilders, where their like thighs are like, <laughs> like tree twice trunks. as long or twice as big as everyone else's, Even and their than biceps are huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they look like AJ Dillon up to bat. I'm saying more of the lines of I guess rec- let you help recover from injury. Well, see, we talked about Ryan Braun. Well, there. like There's another guy free. that's up on the Hall of Fame ballot, Andy Pettit, who had a lot of really good years. He also came out publicly and said, I use this to get healthier when it felt like I I couldn't break through in like rehabbing stuff. Yeah. 
and then came back and pitched well, never tested positive for him again, where we know Ryan Braun tested positive for him for multiple seasons. They just happen to be some of his best seasons, too. <laughs> like, like you know what I'm saying? Like That's even a little bit different because he also claimed that he was using them to get better, had really good seasons before, had good seasons after. There was no drop-off, like kind of like Braun. Yeah. Yeah. So there was no other positive tests. We'll keep talking about, I see the phone lines blowing up because this is one of those hot, like you say, Aaron Rodgers Now lately, everyone wants to like scream about stuff. You say steroids. Everyone still wants to scream about it. David Ortiz, big poppy. The only one in the hall of fame class who was busted with PEDs, right? Rowdy. He got busted. Oh, three. Oh, three positive test. Got it. Well, he's now in the hall of fame. When you have the likes of Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling, not in. Again, denied. I think it's kind of a, a, a travesty. Should put these guys in. We'll talk about it uh, real quick, though. Line one, good morning. Who's this? Good morning. It's Brenda. Brenda, good morning. Good morning. Have you recovered so, from the Packers? Uh, no, I need a lot more alcohol and <laughs> morning time now. <laughs> yeah, same. There's just not enough alcohol. Well, I mean, you're, you're living in the correct state to try and figure out if there is enough. True, true. I saw somebody say, you know, couldn't couldn't the public municipality, like the alcohol people, just make a pipeline right into your house so you could get yeah. it right off the tap, right, yeah. right, right, like you do your water. I you mean, know, wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, it's time to, instead of uh, replacing, like, the water lines, just replace it with, like, a, like a brandy line or something, you know? A brandy line, a beer line, yeah, yeah, yeah. you name I'm it, wine. I'd, I'd pay taxes know? for that. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so the whole thing, let, yeah, let the guys into the Hall of Fame. You know, come on. Everybody knows they were juice and they were still good ball ballplayers. Um, but, like, continuing to juice and stuff, where do you draw the line then? Can all the pitchers then use all the, like, substances they want to use to put, you know, crap on the ball? You know, since everybody's doing it, do we just let everybody do it? So you say, like, get, let them have some pine tar out there, let them have some, you know, some little snot on there? I mean, well, it's not. You can you can have you can have spit and snot all you want because well, you know that's a, that's a biological thing that comes out of your body. Well, you little little hair grease like Corbin Burns. Stuff. That's why he's got long hair. Little hair grease. Brenda, even pitchers though can take steroids. Yep. Look at uh, look at the no, troll himself. Uh, Roger Clemens. We're just talking about yeah. Yeah, Derek oh, yeah. Turnbull. I'm not, Derek Turnbull. They, I'm not saying they can't. Eric but, Gagne. But where, my question is, where do you draw the line, and what kind of steroids? So one steroid is okay, but the other one isn't. You know, and that's kind of like, oh, okay, I'm taking this one to get over my injury. And I'm going to stay on it because, you know, like you said, it makes me feel pretty good. I guess good. I don't have a line. I said, my opinion is if you want to do something and it's your body, go do it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I can see, like, okay, like the Olympics Who am I to judge? and some of that stuff. So I'm going, okay, we don't want anybody juiced and all that kind of stuff. I can see the Olympics and stuff like that going like that. But, you know, but they still do sports, it. They still do it. Professional sports, you can't tell me. You can't tell me half those basketball Russia just got, players. Russia just can't even get in. They're not taking. They're not taking steroids and stuff. Come on. How about this? Russia you got know? busted for all kinds of steroids. They can't even have a flag or their country, and yet they can have athletes there no, under no, the. No, no. What's it called? Russia. The, Russia got. Russia got sanctioned for steroid use and yep. and yep. different drugs. But now the Russian Olympic no, Committee. No, yes, the Russian Olympic Committee has a lot of the same athletes, but they don't use them. Yeah, they don't use them despite they're, they're being Russians. Yep. Right. But From the same place. They're definitely clean. Where do you draw the line? <laughs> don't ask any questions. You know, like, where clean. do you draw the line? That's my question. Is where do you draw the line? But, yeah. You know. Well, See, I, my I biggest thing, Pandora's box. My biggest thing is how come Russia allowed this to get out? Why didn't they just hack the databases? <laughs> They're pro-hackers. Uh, they should have. 
maybe they want a controversy. Who knows? Yeah. Brenda, we love you. Nice hearing from you. Have a good day, guys. And Brenda, there is no line. See ya. See ya, Brenda. Uh, line two. Well, there is another line. Line two. Good morning. Who's this? Maytag man. What's Ooh, up, guys? What's happening? Thanks for staying on hold for so long. So, yeah, no problem. Hey, so my issue here is, or let, let's, let's break this down, right? Barry Bonds, D-Bag, suspected PEDs, not in the Hall of Fame. Roger Clemens. D-bag, suspected PED use, not in the Hall of Fame. David Ortiz, nice guy. Busted for PED use. Actually named in the Mitchell Report. In the Hall of Fame. In the Hall of Fame. Also some sketchy sketchy stuff with reports that came out eh, not too long ago about him being connected with, like, Dominican Republican drug dealers. And he gets Uh shot not too long ago. And he got shot. Yeah, right. But he was... was he was nice to the media that, and I think that might be a, a big thing right now with these baseball writers. For some reason, they feel slighted in some way. It's almost like the, it's almost like the writers, uh, you, you know, that, that hub Arkish D bag down oh, in Chicago. Arkish. Cause he, he feels slighted a personal slight by Aaron Rodgers, exactly. right? Yeah. So this is, so this is no, literally no different. And and I know I've brought it up to you guys a number of times before. If we're really making this about a clean game, then we need to scrub the Hall of Fame from all the D-bags, all the drug users, because you know there are and all the mean guys a dozen, too. a dozen yeah. or more Hall of Famers that openly admitted to taking greenies. Back in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. Those are PEDs. Yeah, they're performing. And, and they're in the Hall of Fame. So we need to stop with this bull crap of, oh, we need to have a clean a clean game, a clean Hall of Fame. That is a, a load of malarkey. <laughs> malarkey? I'm breaking out the malarkey, guys. I think there's a lot of baseball historians that would tell you that Willie Mays was one of the best players of all time. He openly admitted to taking amphetamines. Yes, Yes, he did. Yeah. And it, it, yeah, I, again, like I said, I mean, there's guys openly admitting it. And there's a dozen Hall of Famers, a dozen that have openly come no, out. I, I, and, you just and said, said it when you started the phone call. Big Poppy, David Ortiz, busted for BDs, all three. Yeah, it, it, it makes absolutely no sense. This is one of the reasons why I hate the Baseball Writers Association of America. They are, they're two-faced. They, they speak out of both sides of their mouth, and it's an absolute crying shame because this is baseball this is this is baseball guys these are guys that shaped baseball in one way shape or form whether they took steroids or not they shaped the the 90s and the early 2000s and they made a lot of money doing it you cannot deny barry bond had a hall of fame career when he was in pittsburgh just if you take just pittsburgh that's a Hall of Fame-worthy career. Yes. He goes to San Francisco, gets involved in Falco, and has a second Hall of Fame career. And his head's bigger. And it, Yeah, his head his head grew three sizes, <laughs> like the Grinch, but it's his head, not not his heart. See you, the man. Love you guys. See, we'll see, you. see you, buddy. There he is. Maytag man. My guy, Zach. Some things grow bigger on steroids. Some gets, Other things get smaller. Like your pee-pee. Technically, your testes. Sorry, your testes.
uh, COVID is the pee pee. Yeah, COVID. You COVID dong. It makes it smaller. <laughs> it was COVID. No, I wasn't. I wasn't in the pool. I had COVID. Why smaller? It was cold. Hey, I say, if you willingly make your testicles smaller, then you should be in the Hall of Fame, dude. Like, if you're out there, like Barry Bonds, his head bigger but his ball smaller. That commitment to the cause of baseball to shrink your nuts? Put him in! All right, that uh, got off track fast there at the, uh, base, the uh, steroid talk. <laughs> Big Poppy, David Ortiz, the only one in. Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, Kurt Schilling, no. I mean, Who else was on there? Uh, I, would Sosa? Say, I will say it would be pretty funny if, if some of these guys eventually got in, guys with bigger heads from steroids, <laughs> and they made their, like, their their bust, their bust heads just bigger <laughs> like, than, like the, the, than the than the yeah, than the standard. <laughs> that would be kind of funny. Uh, was, I mean, the one thing I know is baseball, sports, whatever. Get the writers out of a voting process. Oh, please, like please. There, like, like that one guy, Mike Hunt, who who like refuses to cast a vote. Right. What's the point then? Then why do you have a? Why do you have? A, why like, are you given votes then? I. Uh, like it, they end. They end up taking things too personal. And if mm-hmm. somebody slighted you on an interview, their rookie year could go on a Hall of Fame career. And it turns yeah, into like that's insane. Let me tell you about this guy. Let me tell you, man. So they have to figure out a better process because you can't do fans because fans ruin everything. Well, look at the All Star game. That's what I'm getting at. Like that has to go. Um, I feel like you should almost do like it should be a peer thing. Yeah. Where, so, or a veteran, like the, the veterans committee that they have that ultimately can decide if somebody who fell off the ballot can be a Hall of Famer. Like, if you, like after we, 10 years, you, and once you're not in, you're not in, right? No, like, you have to you get fall a below again. a certain percentage to fall off. Okay, because you have to have 75 years. So Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling, and Sammy Sosa on their 10th and final, final year on the writer's belts failed to hit the 75% mark. But if you don't hit a certain percentage at all, you're off the ballot all, automatically. It's, well, I think the, the yeah. thing that they should do is, you know how they have like service time in Major League Baseball for like arbitration st- for standards where mm-hmm. they can get paid more, mm-hmm. your con- what your contract looks like for based on your service time? I feel like they should have, it should be your peers, and it should say, if you play it X amount of service time in the big leagues, if you want to vote, you got to vote on the Hall of Fame. You're voting for who you think was the best for this class. Right. It was the guys that played Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. It was the guys that most likely played against said guys in Major League Baseball, and they played long enough with these guys. They were around them. They know When you're yeah, in like professional that. sports, you know who's good. Right. You know Aaron Rodgers is good. You know Tom Brady is good. You don't walk up into a game being like, holy crap, we're playing the Packers, and it's Kurt Benkirk under center <laughs> with the same type of fear as when Aaron Rodgers is under under center. Guys in the league know who's good, and they know who's not. Yeah. Right. You know who's a like star. all pro is better yeah, than uh, You know who's a star versus a guy that's been a journeyman that's been floating from team to team. Right. Have a serv- have a number of service years that you have to hit, and you get automatically get a vote. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that, Ronnie. Let's see, Kurt Schilling, seventy one point one percent need seventy five or more missed. Barry Bonds, sixty one point eight percent. Clemens, sixty one point six. Let's see, Billy Wagner, who 
said if you have PEDs attached, to you shouldn't even be in the Hall of Fame or have no privilege at all. He got forty six point four percent. If you if you pulled the peers from the guys that played from nineteen ninety to two thousand ten, roughly close to the same span as a lot of those guys, do you think more than six out of ten would vote for him? Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Prince Fielder was a first time ballot Hall of Famer. He got like point. God, what the, he got? He got something just minuscule. He's yeah, the first he got time. one vote. Yeah, one vote. That's what it was. Yeah. Well, it's kind of a joke. He got one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see who else was first timers. Mark Teixeira, A. Rod, uh, Brzezinski, Jake Peavy, Papelbon. We talked about this momentarily. It's something that I was curious on. Mo Drayton, the Packers special teams coordinator. Do you think that he just comes to work like nothing's wrong? Like he just walks around Titletown like, hey, how's it going? Oh, you got your morning coffee? Yeah, big ups, man. Can't wait for next season. Like, do you think he's walking around saying, hey, you see my new locker? Just got a new nameplate on it. It's going to look good next year. Or do you think he's like, you know, in the shadows somewhere, like cowering, not want to show his face? What do you think Mo Drayton does? I have no idea. I've never been dead man walking. Same. I've never been in the dead man walking scenario either. I I would love to know what I feel Mo like doing. you'd have to just be a professional and just go like it's another day of work like you you did before. So kind of like this, Rowdy, you come in and, and work like you you did the day before. Like George Costanza when he quit. How you doing? <laughs> what are you doing here? What? I work here. I thought you quit. What quit? Who quit? It's like, yeah, dude, I saw you put 10 guys out in the field for the final special teams appearance, which happened to be the final play when that Robbie Gold kicked the winning field goal. You had 10 guys on there. I thought you quit. You didn't? Well, guess what? You're fired. <laughs> uh, line one, who's this? What's up, boys? Hey, Polly. So first and foremost, that poor guy is getting scapegoated. Maybe he's not a great special teams coach. No, well, he's on, the hang worst. Hang on, hang on, but, hang on. Hang on. Maybe he's not, Polly. He's actually look, the look, worst. Look, look. The Packers special teams have sucked for a long time. Mm-hmm. The Packers special teams sucked when his boss was the boss. Correct. And yet they still promoted him. Well, hang on. Check this out. Rowdy, uh, when Nathaniel Hackett was there, they were the 31st worst special teams team, correct? Mm-hmm. And then Mo Drayton got hired. And what did they finish not, not Nathaniel Hackett. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Sean Menenga. Sean Menenga, excuse me. Sean Menenga was fired because he was the 31st worst coach. There's how many teams in the NFL? 32. And now after this season, what's Mo Drayton? 32. So he went down. Polly, he sucks. No, no, hold on, hold on. I'm just saying this. It's not like they fell off a cliff under him. They've been terrible the whole time. There right? was no cliff to fall off. You could, it was like falling exactly, down a step. Exactly. He had no way to it. go but up. Well, Paulie, you know. That's how he's so bad, Paulie. He had nowhere to go but up except for falling down one little step. And he <laughs> did fall down the little step. Paulie, Paulie, you know when people say, like, you know, like if they're an, an addict, like they have to hit rock bottom to finally realize <laughs> that they got a problem? The Packers, yeah. I thought, hit rock bottom with Sean Meninga. No, 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 no. Mo Drayton found the bottom. Uh, it, okay. it, it was one step, you're right, but he hit rock bottom. Now it's time to fire and move on. Well, that has to reflect on... on uh, Wonder Boy. Yeah, so there's that. I, the main reason I called, I agree 100% with Rowdy. I like his Hall of Fame uh, idea where it's peers and peers only. Because sports writers... They're just jealous because their balls are too small for them to take steroids. They have no balls. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, I know what you mean. That's funny. 
And the, and the second thing is, like, these, there's been cheating in baseball. Major League Baseball can suck it because they, they ate that up and they reaped the, the benefits. Oh, they, of made, that. they made buku cash off of the selling if newspapers, for, getting clicks, getting attention if, on the TV. If, if it wasn't for the steroid era, baseball would probably be dead right now. I'm fine. Let them be freaks. Let them be freakazoids. And they're trying to kill it again with the squirt stoppage. Well, here's the Here's the thing with, with uh, Major League Baseball. They allowed that to happen. Then they're like, what? What? Oh, my there God. Was what is going on? They just, they, wasn't it, I heard it on your show. Wasn't it just last year they had two different baseballs? Yes. They had two different so, balls. So they're manipulating and their they knew it. Like, like, they're cheating. Yeah. They're, they're, I agree. In, in an ideal situation, you want all clean players in every sport across the yeah, board. Yeah, but it's, it's impossible. Every, Every man brings their so it's best. Like, it's like saying, I don't want a politician to lie. And then they look at you right in the face and they lie through their teeth at you. Absolutely. And you know what? If, if I'm going to have health consequences because of it, I'm willing to take that yeah, risk. Because that's on them. That's, let them. Whatever people want to do with their body, let them do it with their body. What do I care? Absolutely. <gasps> All right, boys. Take it easy. Hey, Paul, we love you. See you, buddy. Well, my biggest pet peeve with a lot of the writers is that they're very smug. They have their nose up in the air. They think they're better than you. But if you went back in the day, if they even played baseball or the sport that they cover, they were the kid on the end of the bench whose parents <laughs> were crying that they weren't playing when everybody on said team knew they weren't playing because they just sucked. Maybe they should have really did like that. The, it, and it always seems to be the case, right? It's always this, this air of arrogance. And it's not it's not all of them, but it's a lot of them. It's this air of arrogance where it's like, I don't understand why they have this entitlement towards the people that like read their articles and their tweets and and you know want to consume information. We're like we're the conduit of the fan. Yeah, says and the I writer. Like a lot then you're of a them, dickhead to all of us. A lot of them probably didn't even play back in the day, and when they they were on the team, they were one of the worst players on the team. I just don't get the smugness. It's it's not all of them, but it's a lot. It's like why are you so smug? Like I just like I don't get it. All right, Rowdy, but Thank God some speaking of them have of the been Hall retiring of Fame, lately. Speaking of the Hall of Fame, Rowdy, so only David Ortiz gets in, and the rest would be, you know, off after 10 years. No Barry Bonds, no Kurt Schilling, no, what was it, uh, no Sammy Sosa. Uh, there was no, uh, who else am I missing here? Um, did I say Barry Bonds? Yep. Uh, Roger Clemens, that's the name I was searching for. So you look at this and you're like, well, Big Poppy, David Ortiz, was caught dead to rights with steroids. In 2003, he was popped. How come he's in? If Then why is Barry Bonds not in? What, why is well, Kurt Schilling not in? Why, uh, is, why is Roger Clemens not in then? Zach and Wisco called in. He said, well, it's because, you know, David Ortiz does media stuff now with like FS1. Or he's a likable guy. He, he treated the media well. Barry Bonds, on the other hand, didn't. And... That's where it becomes, well, if you're saying Barry Bonds isn't in because of steroids, well, then you got to hold the same exact uh, level of competition for David Ortiz, who also cheated. You got to hold you got to hold them equally accountable. But obviously they're not doing that because it's it's the uh, it's their you know club, yeah. as you would say. So the Giants, did you see the Giants statement that they released? Dude, know. there's a thing. It's like I just don't get how some of these people are just so blinded by their own narratives and their own the own things that they feel are right that they can't even see what's great and what's not now like i'll be completely honest since about 2015 
I think LeBron James is an idiot. I can't stand the guy. <laughs> I lost even more respect for him probably after 2018. Yeah. Guess what? If I had a vote for NBA Basketball Hall of Fame. First team in. He's a first team, first ballot Hall of Famer immediately. You're an idiot if you don't vote for him. He's one of the best basketball players to ever play. Yeah. I, I can see that. I don't like the guy. I think he's dumb. I've probably read and can explain to you more Malcolm X books than he can. <laughs> and you know how many books. I've read, Ebo? One. Well, I don't. He, I don't think. Did you ever see that video, by the way, where they asked him the question about. Oh yeah, and he had no idea. He, he didn't yeah. even know what the hell he was talking about. Well, see, that's that's it doesn't matter though because it doesn't involve him playing the game of basketball, right? He's really good at what he does. That's what he's I'm one saying. of the best. That's why you vote for him to be in the Hall of Fame. I think he's a donkey. But guess what? He's no, a Hall of Fame basketball player. That's the guy that uh, kicks people in the nuts. That's Draymond Green. He looks yeah you know, like Shrek. Rowdy, here's from the Giants, the San Francisco Giants. A seven-time MVP, a 14-time All-Star, a 12-time Silver Slugger Award winner, a winner of eight Gold Glove Awards. Barry was a generational talent who amassed a .298 lifetime batting average and a major league record of 762 home runs, 2,558 walks over his storied 22-year major league career. His incredible talent and immediate impact when he signed with the Giants in 93 sparked not only a baseball renaissance in San Francisco, but also helped pave the way for building Oracle Park in 2000, uh, Pacific Bell Park. He remained hopeful that we will gain election to the National Baseball Hall of Fame through the next phase of the voting process. I just think it's kind of funny because if you look at who was on the ballot this year for players, the majority of guys that were on there that are hitters were all either tested positive for for steroids or PEDs were linked to them or were suspected. Like there's very few guys that are actually on this list that don't have any of those three things. Yeah. You want to, you want to name some, you want to name names. Obviously you have Barry Bonds. You you have your David Ortiz. I mean, a lot of people suspected Gary Sheffield, obviously Alex Rodriguez, Manny Ramirez, Sammy Sosa, Bobby Abreu has been late. I mean, you go right down the list. A lot. Ryan Howard had some, you know, whisper. Yeah. Like everyone right down this list. Well, I mean, David Ortiz was popped and he's in. But I mean, just going down the list, I, I find it very interesting how some of these people come up with their votes because you get 10 votes. Mm-hmm. You don't have to use them all. I think if you're given 10 votes, you should cast all 10 votes. I agree. Whether you don't think think all, you know, say there's 30 people on the ballot. Mm-hmm. If there's no one deserving, I, I feel like it's still a waste of votes because there's got to be someone that year that was good. Yeah. I think you should use them all up. And, and personally, if I was voting, I'd vote for David Ortiz. Same. That's a vote. I'd vote for Barry Bonds. That's number two. Yep. I'd vote for Roger Clemens. That's three. Yep. I'd vote for Scott Rowland. That's four. Yeah. I'd vote for Kurt Schilling. That's five. Uh-huh. I'd vote for Ted, uh, Ted Helton. That's six. Billy Wagner, seven. Alex Rodriguez, eight. Andy Pettit, nine. And then I would probably have a tough decision who I wanted to go with, uh, 10th. You say Manram? I, me personally, I think there was Manny better. Ramirez? I think Andrew Jones is better than him. I think you'd have to consider you the, say Sammy, Abreu? the Sammy Sosas of the world. No, I, I don't think Abreu's in, right? But it's like I can come up with nine solid guys that I would vote for, right? Boom. And then I would be like, who would be my 10th pick? I would probably settle with Andrew Jones being the 10th guy. Yeah, and uh, I mean, everyone you just named all deserving, right? I mean, who on this list right now, Rowdy, is someone who you think probably won't sniff it? You got one on there? 
Like I said, who did I say to you? Bobby Abreu? You think he even sniffs Hall of Fame? No, like AJ Pruszynski. Yeah, not get, happening. Get out of here. Done. I'll even it, former Brewer Prince Fielder, not a Hall of Famer. Uh, Fielder just became on the first ballot. He got one vote. Uh, Ryan Howard, not a no, Hall of Famer. Not a Hall Career of Famer. wasn't long enough. Uh, what about the freak? Tim Lincecum. Yeah, unfortunately, had a lot of knee injuries. Ended his career and. He went to hell really quick, but yeah, Ryan Howard, not a Hall of Famer. What about the freak, Tim Lincecum? Loved Tim Lincecum back in the day. Who doesn't love a guy that's a, a small guy that can all of a sudden throw 100 miles an hour? Love it. Was he lever linked? He, well, he's a, he didn't have that long of a career. He no. didn't have he that many flash great seasons. Pin. Yeah, he had some really good seasons when he was young and then never did anything later. Jonathan Papelbon. I mean, a solid closer, but is he really the best? Like, Carl Crawford is on the list. <laughs> Carl Crawford. Like Jake Peavy was a really good pitcher for a handful of years. Doesn't have the the long term. Mark Teixeira. I mean, he's a better candidate than a lot of the guys just named, but still, he's not a Hall of Famer. So a lot Tim of these... Hudson was a hell of a pitcher. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. You say, but talk about Justin Moreno or Justin Moreno. I was like, I don't even know who you're talking about. Sorry. He's not a Hall of Famer. Justin Morneau had some good seasons in Minnesota. He didn't have a decade of studly seasons. These are all Hall of Fame ballot first-timers of 2022. Um, Like, I honestly would vote for a guy like Omar Vizquel before I'd vote for any of the guys that we just listed, and I know he did receive more votes, but he was one of the best wizards when it came to having a glove in the field at shortstop. You're a wizard. Plus a cannon of an arm. Like, he was one of the, probably one of the best defensive players of all time in baseball history. He gets more of a vote for me being a little skinny shortstop than some of those guys that had five good years that were just sluggers. Uh, let's go to the phones quick before we get to our guy, Rob Reichel. Uh, good morning. Who's this? Hey, what's up? Me again, real hey, quick. Hey, Paulie. Hey, Paulie. One, one second, Paulie. I just got to toss this other person. Out. All right, Paulie, the stage oh. is yours, buddy. Go. So, so here's what I want to say. Uh, this is back about the roids again. Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire, that's the best thing that happened to baseball in my lifetime. I'm 48 years old. Dude, Paulie, when I was a kid, I, could, I needed to watch Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa go at it. Everybody did. It didn't matter if you liked baseball or not. You were checking to see who had how many the night before. I had a that, Big Mac Mark McGuire shirt at one point is, in, my, in my childhood. That, that is like what galvanized baseball. Like Everybody was like, oh, my God. The whole country was like, who hit one last night? Who hit how many last night? It didn't matter if you like baseball or not. You got to, you know, you check. Yeah. It, it was, thank you, steroids. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, steroids. Polly, thank you. Later. See you, buddy. Well, I mean, to his point, uh, for me, I think Barry Bonds should be in. I think Mark McGuire should be in. Sammy Sosa is a little more questionable for me because he wasn't the greatest player. Like, Mark McGuire and Barry Bonds had pretty solid careers leading up to their steroid use. Like, they really produced when technically they supposedly weren't on him. Sammy Sosa has the corked bat. Yeah. He's got the the steroids. The corked bat. He, he had the, well, you weren't that great a of a cub. player before that. So he's got a lot of things going against him. But the reason why I still think you have to consider it is because it was the steroid era. He was a major player back. He in was that, huge. Yeah, back in that decade. And if it wasn't for him, Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire. Yeah. Guys like Paulie. They're huge to the story of baseball, Rowdy. Are right when they say, I wouldn't be that big of a baseball fan. Baseball fan wouldn't be where it's at yeah. today. And that's why Sammy Sosa, I think, still probably ends up 
getting a vote right. if I had to vote. Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code THEZONE125. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com Oof. Little Robert Plant, little Jimmy Page on that guitar picking that acoustic. Babe, I'm gonna leave you. I know our guy Rob Reichel would never leave us. Rob, good morning. Yeah, I, I'm guessing you're foreshadowing maybe for the quarterback. Just a little bit, Robbie. Babe, I'm going to yeah. leave you. Is this Aaron Rodgers, who has definitely has been you know picking up a guitar lately and playing it? Is he going to strum a little uh, little chords here and say Green Bay? I'm going to leave you. What's going on, Robbie? Well, that's where all eyes go to now, Evo, over the next month, right? I mean, we're, we're not writing about football anymore in, in the NFL's smallest city. We are we are now writing about where uh, and when the quarterback is, is going to make this well, uh, Robbie, let me decision. ask you this. With, uh, and, uh, and obvious, obviously, Evo, just let me just quick, yeah, I'm sorry, quick I'm sorry. finish this thought. With, with Nathaniel Hackett this morning, the news breaking there that he will be the Denver Broncos new head coach for those don't, who don't know Hackett was Green Bay's offensive coordinator the last three seasons uh, the, the dots and the path to Denver get uh, get a lot stronger Evo. that's exactly what I was going to ask you Robbie you finished my you know, thought you're the yin to my yang man so I was going to say you know news this morning it, usually the news breaks after Rowdy and I are off air thank God it happened before we got on air it was yeah Nathaniel Hackett's going to be the Denver Broncos um, head coach is this enough to steal Aaron Rodgers away, and uh, what happens with Devontae Adams? Because Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show saying about, like, he's connected with Devontae Adams kind of. He wants to give his uh, thought process of what he wants to do before free agency begins to be fair to everyone from Devontae to the Green Bay organization. What happens with Devontae and Rodgers now, uh, Robbie? Evo, Denver's been one of the front runners, if not the front runner for Rodgers, I think, since, you know, since the draft last offseason, right? When when Rodgers, uh, the day of the draft, news news broke that Rodgers didn't want to come back to Green Bay. And, you know, only he and Brian Gutekunst really, I'd say at this point, maybe a few others in the organization, know exactly what was agreed to to get Rodgers to come back uh, for this season, Evo, to, you know, to, to get him to report for the start of training camp. Um, they, they obviously, they, they voided the 2023 season on Rodgers' contract. They gave him Randall Cobb. But, but Evo, the... The, the biggest thing when they voided that contract was they gave Rogers power and control this off season to largely make a decision on his future. If green Bay had him under contract, Evo, the next two seasons, Aaron Rodgers wouldn't have a whole lot of moves right now in this chess game. They, they, by voiding that contract, Evo, you know, they, they, they gave all the power and control back to Rogers. And now, and now that decision is his. Um, you know, whether he and Gutekunst shook hands and wink, wink, and, and and made a deal that said, come back and bust your hump and, and let's give it a go here again in 2021, and then we'll get you out of town uh, before the new league year in, in 2022. That's certainly a possibility, Yvonne. And, and if that's what's going to play out here over the next month, uh, Denver certainly jumps to the to the head of the pack now in terms of teams. I would say most likely to get Rodgers. You know, I just looked it up. Evo, they've got about forty one million in cap space, so they can easily redo a deal and give Rodgers a new contract, fit him under. If they want to make a move along the way too here for Adams, 
Tebow, whether that means just signing him in free agency or if the Packers tag him and then trade him um, in in uh, you know before the free agency period hits, they could certainly do that. They will have plenty of cap room to get them both under if if they really wanted to. Now now Denver Evo has a a really good young gifted talented roster. They've they've got a lot of young skilled people on the offensive side of the ball. And and even though they struggled Evo scoring points with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. They finished number three in total defense. Hmm. So the defense is set up to win today. There's a lot of young talent in the in that building. If they added Aaron Rodgers, it could look a lot like, you know, the team uh, Tom Brady walked into last season, Ebo in, in Tampa Bay. So uh, obviously, we will pay remarkably close attention here over the, over the next few <laughs> weeks. Rodgers has said this is not going to get all the way to free agency. You know, in the end of March. Evo, I, I would anticipate this thing is done certainly sometime in February. You know where 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 everybody knows where he's headed next. But uh, Den- Denver certainly moved up uh, the ladder even higher, Evo, to to, to, to land this quarterback. Uh, by hiring Nathaniel Hackett. Okay, so Rowdy and I were talking earlier this morning, Robbie, about you know going to the AFC. The AFC, I'm sure you've seen the movies Young Guns 1 and 2, Robbie, but there's a lot of young guns out there in the AFC. And what Rodgers, especially when you go and look at the, you know, the conference he's been joining, would you really want to go out there and battle with all these guys? Why not stay in the NFC like the Green Bay Packers where you know you can win the division, you know you can have a, a potential shot at home field advantage again and kind of you know m- maybe beat the boogeyman Tom Brady, if he's back, who else is who else is besting Rodgers in the NFC compared to the AFC, Robbie? No, I, there's no question about it. Like you outlined right there, think of his division potentially, Ebo, with, with Mahomes, uh, who's you know set right now to go to his third straight Super Bowl. Fourth, he's already in his fourth straight AFC title game. Herbert's a kid who's who's clearly on the rise. You could make the case Josh Allen's the best player in football right now, Evo, after what he did this year and, and his performance in, in the divisional round last week. Joe Burrow is still alive, obviously. He's a young rising star. Evo, you even think of this. Um, last offseason when, when Russell Wilson put out a list of, of places where he may, uh, you know, he, 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 would, he would happily go and play, Las Vegas was one of them, Evo. Yeah. So let's even say this thing gets crazier, right? And and Rodgers goes to Denver, and somehow Russell Wilson leaves Seattle uh, this offseason and winds up in Las Vegas. That AFC West would be Mahomes, Herbert, Rodgers, and Wilson. I mean, think about that. That would be absolutely insane. I mean, the way it is now, it's going to be tough enough for Rodgers to go win with Mahomes and Herbert. Um, you know, I've... Mahomes is clearly a better player to me right now than, than Rodgers is just just based on what these guys have done in the post. I mean, hell, just go look at the game he played on Sunday. No question, and, and I base that you know not on regular season evil. I base it on on postseason. Patrick Mahomes is off to an insane start in playoff games in his career, and we've watched Rodgers you know melt down and and just have clunker after clunker here almost almost every season evil since since 2010. But um, you know, Evo, it's really interesting. You know, I it, the Packers said all the right things here over the last couple of days, mostly Matt Lafleur, since the season ended by by coming out, you know, and standing in front of a podium or a Zoom call saying they want Rodgers back, yada yada yada. But I, I'll be honest, Evo, if, if they're honest with themselves and, and they're breaking down film from that game last Saturday night, I mean, Evo, Evo, he he was not good. He 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 was borderline brutal in, in that football game. And it, you know, he, he will be almost thirty nine years old 
when that when next season starts. You wonder inside that organization deep down if they say if if we're ever going to you know cut ties with this guy and, and move on to the next year of quarterback. Why not do it now? They, they've gone probably as far as they are ever going to go with this group of players. They're in absolute salary cap hell. And, and with Rodgers about to win a second straight MVP and his fourth overall, Evo, the time is really right to trade him in terms of getting maximum value. Uh, you, you let this thing linger any longer, you're not going to get anything for the guy. He'd be, a, he'd be an unrestricted free agent, Evo, a year from now. So if you're Green Bay, you're also saying maybe now is the time to move on from him. So it's going to be fascinating, Evo, these next few weeks, how this all plays out. But uh, you, you know me, I, I've been steadfast since, uh, since last summer. I, so, I thought 2021 was, was going to be his last season in Green Bay. I, I stand by that. And and we'll, we'll see how this thing plays out over the next few weeks. Now, Robbie, obviously you've been covering the Packers for a long time and you have, you know, your finger on the pulse. My question is, you know, it's every year it's all about winning the Vince Lombardi trophy. It's about winning the Super Bowl. You always want to do it. You know, fans want it now. I'm sure the front office wants it now. The players want it now. What gives them the best shot at winning the Super Bowl now? Is it hanging on to Aaron Rodgers for another year? Or is it, you know, testing the waters with Jordan Love or any other quarterback? Doesn't Rodgers give you your best shot at winning a Super Bowl now? And do they value that over the long-term health of the Packers? Yeah, you know, Evo, like I just pointed out, um, if they bring back Aaron Rodgers next season, and again, Evo, I'm of the belief this group has gone about as far as they're going to go. But doesn't he give you, what I'm asking though, is doesn't he give you your best shot at winning that Super Bowl immediately? I I don't, uh, immediately, yes. Long term, no. If you're looking, if you're looking short, uh, short term and long term, Evo, you know, a, a big, big picture wise. And I don't know if Jordan Love is the answer or not, Evo. Yeah. But 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 when you look big picture wise, if if you could take an Aaron Rodgers this off season, and again, I don't think he's winning another championship in Green Bay. I, I think he's taken them as far as he's going to take them. And Evo, like we touched on. They are $50 million over the salary cap right now uh, for next season. The group they will bring back next year, if Aaron Rodgers is on that football team, Evo, get ready, Packer Nation. Zadarius Smith is going to be gone. Preston Smith could be gone. Mm-hmm. Billy Turner's probably gone. Adrian Amos might be gone. Mason Crosby's probably gone either way. Um, you know, all these guys, Evo, they're, they're, Aaron Jones, well, I guess Aaron, Aaron Jones doesn't save you any money, but, you know, there are going to be there are going to be frontline starters, Evo. There there are going to be yeah, uh, pro bowl football team. players that that they absolutely have to move on from. Rogers said Saturday night he wants no part of a rebuild. Yeah. I don't necessarily think Evo twenty twenty two with Aaron Rodgers on the roster would be a rebuild, but that's not a thirteen or fourteen win football team anymore, Evo. When you start taking away that many guys, that's probably a ten or eleven win team that mighty that might win a, a, a lousy division but could absolutely lay an egg again in the playoffs like we've seen pretty much the last decade. Now, Evo, let's flip it and say say Green Bay comes to the realization, all right, Rodgers doesn't want to be there. Now's the time to move on from him. Evo, you will probably get two ones and two twos at this point Mm. for Aaron Rodgers. And if if you put the franchise tag on Devontae Adams and trade him, let's just even theoretically say it's to the same spot Aaron Rodgers is, and they, you know that that team goes all in and wants to make Rodgers happy. You will get at least another one and maybe even a three in there for Devontae Adams. So now, Evo, you look big picture, long term. You're looking at a team that's got three extra ones, 
a couple extra twos, and maybe a three. You're talking five, six draft picks for those two guys together. Is there going to be some, you know, a, a little bit of pain in the middle of the no pain, no gain deal, Ebo? Yes. Mm-hmm. That, that team next year in Green Bay probably wouldn't be all that good. Um, but down the road, Ebo, with all that draft capital, um, let's even say Jordan Love is, is the quarterback next year, and they come to the determination pretty quickly within a year, maybe two, that he's not the guy. Well, they will have all these draft picks to move up in, in a future draft, let's call it 2023, 2024, and get whatever quarterback they want to be the next great quarterback in Green Bay if Jordan Love isn't the answer. Because, Evo, they will be armed with a ridiculous amount of draft capital. So, um, you know, does Aaron Rodgers give you the best chance to win 10, 11, 12 games, Evo, in, in 2022? Absolutely he does. Uh, are they going to win a Super Bowl next year with Rodgers and, you know, four, five, six, seven of these guys not coming back? I think the odds aren't great, Evo. Rob Reichel joining us right now, Forbes.com, Conley Media. Check him out on Twitter, at Rob Reichel. Man, it's just a scary thought, Robbie. All I know my whole life, Brett Favre, then Aaron Rodgers. It's the great unknown right now. I'm a- you got to peel the Band-Aid, though, Evo, at some point in time. <laughs> you do, you and, do, Robbie. And, and, and just the way it ended Saturday night with that group putting up 10 points, Ugh. right? This, this high-powered, allegedly, you know, uh, allegedly high-powered offense with, you know, I, I keep hearing one of the greatest throwers in the in the history of the National Football League. And again, when 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 the stage is the biggest, when the lights are the brightest, Evo in in a huge playoff game like that. We've talked about it for months now on your show. He needs to elevate other people. Mm-hmm. When 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 you gobble up fifteen percent of the salary cap. You better bring, you know, you better raise your teammates to another level. And Evo, time and time again here over the last, you know, several years, he has failed to do that in the playoffs. And and again, I I, I would say Saturday night was one of his bigger clunkers. Yeah, it was a definitely a clunker. So, Robbie, a question for you. So, uh, Rowdy and I were trying to understand the differences, and and if anyone know, it would be you. So, Rogers wins the Pro Football Writers of America MVP. And then the AP MVP award is coming out next month where Rodgers likely will win that because he got all pro. Then he had the Pro Football Writers of America MVP. What's the – now, I know is, is AP is like gold standard, right? What's the difference – and because they're both on the same kind of you know entities here because they vote for the Pro Football Writers of America and the AP. What's the difference between the two? Yeah, you know, you may even have some crossover in voters there. Well, there's only yeah. 50 AP voters uh, ac- across the country. Uh, I, for example, I'm not one of the AP voters, Evo. I am one of the Pro Football Writers Association voters. If you are in the Pro Football Writers Association, which is an organization or organization strictly Did you vote for, uh, for, for writers across the country. So, again, th- 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 there could be four, five, six hundred voters. I don't know the exact number okay, gotcha. that, that, P- that PFWA has, Evo. But, but we are all given ballots if, if we are members of the PFWA, and, and we are given votes for all of these awards, MVP, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I, I, I just think, Evo, the, the biggest difference is AP has fewer voters. It, it okay. might be a little more select. And there's like 50, and right? And PFWA is, is, is open to far more people to vote. Did you vote for Rodgers for MVP, Robbie? I did not. Rob! I did not. Rob! Who'd you vote for? Can I ask? Well, I'm going to ask. Who'd yeah, you vote oh, for? You can absolutely ask. My, I, I would never make a ballot a secret. I voted for Tom Brady. 
Oh, um, I know you're a big Tom Brady guy. And what what made you well, vote for you Brady know, over Rodgers? And it's not even that. I no 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 no. I know. What made you vote for Brady over Rodgers, Robbie? Yeah, he, he threw for a thousand more yards. He threw for more touchdowns. Um, he was available every single game. Rodgers wasn't available one game. I have no issues with Rodgers' vaccination status. I, I, you know, that that's his personal choice. I could care less. Yeah, I, I'm not a Harbark issue. Who would hold that against him? Robbie, you're you're on another. You've transcended the Harbark issues. You're like on a different realm, dude. <laughs> You're, you're too kind, Evo. It's true. But I, I will just say this. It, it certainly hurt them that he wasn't available in that Kansas City game uh, in, the, in the middle of the season, and, the, and they did have to play Jordan Love. No, I just thought uh, top to bottom, I, I thought Brady had, you know, both teams finished 13-4, and four, Evo. I know Green Bay had the one seed. Tampa was the two. Both are obviously gone today. But um, I just thought top to bottom, Brady had the better season. And when did, when did you turn these in? Like, was this was this after the regular season, or when did you turn them in? Yeah, I want to say two weeks ago, oh, okay. maybe. Okay. Well, the, the regular season had ended. It was probably it was probably the Monday or Tuesday after the regular season ended. Rob, I was it took me by surprise that you didn't vote for Rodgers, but then I should have known the breadcrumb trail you've been leaving all season. If, you know, Brady did have the better numbers, and I know you know when it comes to uh, you know guys being available, you're you're big on, and keen on that, right? Because that was Brady was available, right? Well, availability is obviously, you know, 90% of the battle in this game, right? If you, you know, you, you can't win games if you're still, if you're still there on the sideline or, you know, injured guys in the hot tub and, you know, the ice club, all, all that kind of stuff, right? You know, but, hey, Aaron Rodgers had a remarkable year. He finished the season on a, on a terrific run. What was he? 20 touchdowns, no picks in his, in his last seven. But, you know, I, I, I think people forget Evo because it happened in September, October. But man, go back and look at just how, how ridiculous Tom Brady started the season. And he only had one or two clunkers along the way, and he finished strong, and that team wound up 13-4 and four and winning the division and getting the two seed uh, overall. I, I just thought top to bottom, Evo, uh, because Rodgers started slow, obviously, out of the gates. I just thought, you know, uh, when, when you looked at the entire body of work, I, just, I, I, I liked what Brady put up more than what Rodgers did. Rob, we love your entire body of work from start to finish, all the books along the way to the Twitter account at Rob Reichel, Forbes.com, Media. Rob, Led Zeppelin, your outro song, Good Times, Bad Times. Bad Times, the Packers, Good Times. Talking with you about it, my friend. Hey, can I leave you with two words? Yep. Caleb Williams. Coming to Wisconsin, Rob. He's speaking into existence, baby. Take, take it from there, my friend. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's keep him crossed. You're the man, Robbie. I'm going I'm right, to I'm gonna leave you with two words, Robbie. Love you. See you, buddy. <laughs> right back at you. See you, pal. <laughs> See you, Robbie. There he is. We're talking about Baseball Hall of Fame, and obviously the vote was earlier this week. And we'll get back to the Baseball Hall of Fame. And Becker and I, our our guy Becker, we started talking about the Milwaukee Brewers and the upcoming season and their Hall of Famers. And (laughs) we kind of came to a sad but kind of funny, realistic um, look at the actual Milwaukee Brewers and what they have been as a franchise for the last 50-plus years. Okay. So you look at the guys that are in the Hall of Fame that are Milwaukee Brewers. You look at some of the other organizations around the league, and it's like, okay, everyone knows the New York Yankees. They've almost retired like every single digit number. They have the legendary players. Obviously, the Brewers are a newer franchise since it started in what, like technically 70? Mm -hmm. Here are some of their Hall of Famers. Hank Aaron only played for the Brewers for, what, a couple years? He was, long. he was a he was a Milwaukee Brave, which is technically the Atlanta Brave organization. I'm staring at a picture of Hammer and Hank right now wearing the uh, Braves uniform. Looks great. It's autographed too. Raleigh Fingers, guy was 
majority, I guess you would say an A for the most most part of his career. Mm-hmm. Came to the Brewers his last few seasons. Yep. Don Sutton, guy was a Dodger forever. <laughs> he was with the Brewers late in his career. Mm-hmm. The only the only two on there are Robin Yount and Paul Molitor that played the majority of their career in Milwaukee. That's their two Hall of The famers. majority of their career. Trevor Hoffman? Trevor Hoffman had one good season in the crew. Yeah, he played there two years. He was he was in San Diego for like his entire life. And Ted Simmons. Obviously, a lot of love for Ted Simmons from Brewer fans from those 80s teams. But he was a Cardinal for the majority of his career. <laughs> and then you look at some of the other... Some of the other uh, Guys that are in the Hall of Fame that you know have ties to the Brewers organization, Bob Uecker. Obviously, it's because of his broadcasting. He played again. For By the, the way, happy belated birthday, Bob Uecker. Yeah, turned eighty-eight yesterday. yesterday. He was a Milwaukee Brave, which again was technically the Atlanta Braves franchise and a Cardinal. And then it's Bud Selig. Look at him. He never played. The man from Milwaukee? <laughs> he was the owner. He got it started. He was the commissioner. Those are the only guys with ties to Milwaukee in the Hall of Fame. It's legitly just Paul Molitor and Robin Yelp that had longtime careers with the Brewers. Not saying that those other guys weren't memorable, but it was like they weren't there that long. Like Trevor Hoffman is in the Brewers. Was it the Walk of Fame or what, what the hell is that? I don't called? know. They have the Wall of Fame. They have the, the Walk of Fame. Trevor Hoffman's on there for the crew. He literally had one good season at the end of his career. He was there two years, one good season. When I think of Trevor Hoffman, I don't think of a Milwaukee Brewer. Well, then we were then we started talking about some of the Brewers in the past that you would say would be up for the Hall of Fame. And you mentioned earlier when we were talking about the Hall of Fame, Prince Fielder, first year on the ballot. I'm sorry, Prince yeah, Fielder. One vote. Prince Fielder did not have the long-term career, unfortunately, because of a neck injury that basically ended his baseball career in his early 30s. Yeah. He didn't have the longevity. And honestly, if he did, still don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. He's great for, like, the Brewers Hall of Fame. Yeah, exactly. Or even, do I do I dare say it, Ryan Braun? <laughs> the, the guy was good, no doubt. He's one of the better Brewers, Brewers Hall of Famer. But... He didn't have the longevity, especially after he got popped with those PEDs and he couldn't stay healthy. He didn't put up nearly the same numbers he did in the first half of his career. No, it clearly went down. He he's not making should've it. I more, mean, should have took more PEDs. You look at oh, you look sorry. at some of the relief pitchers and like some of their closers. K Rod maybe, but I mean he he spent the majority of his career in L A and New York. Again, that was the later end of his career with Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not a whole lot of great options for Brewers in the past. Like, remember how it's it's kind of funny, but it's sad. You look at some of the players, like from those 2000, 2010 teams, like Corey Hart. That dude's those that he dude's not a, even close. He wears the sunglasses at night. Yeah, I mean, not he, is he even a Brewers Hall of Famer? Axford had a couple good seasons, like Carlos, Mustache Hall of Fame. Carlos Lee, couple good seasons. The great bobblehead you gave away. Almost all of these Brewers that we loved for the last twenty years. They're not even sniffing the Hall of Fame. No, and that's victim of a small market, obviously, but also the Brewers The Brewers always kind of felt like a feeder team, right, Rowdy? You get these guys, you get them nice and hot, and then all of a sudden, whoop, you ship them off somewhere. And then we started talking about today's team and who has a shot at being a Hall of Famer, and, and we eliminated it pretty quick. We're like, well, at the catching position, no shot. First base, no shot. Second base, sorry, no, Colton Rowdy Long. Telez, his name is Rowdy. No, 
maybe Hall of Famer in my He's the heart. only reason why they won that one game besides Corbin Burns in the playoffs. Rowdy, rowdy. Again, won that one game, that one time <laughs> in that one playoff. Yeah, that one time. That series they still rowdy, lost. Rowdy, rowdy. Colton Wong, no, he's getting too old. He'd have to have so many good seasons at that old age to even have consideration. No chance. And you look at the outfield. Lorenzo Kane. No, he's going to fall into the Prince Fielder type. Brewers Hall of Famer. Yeah, great player, not a Hall of Famer. Obviously, Renfro now, but that's not a Hall of Famer. Christian Yelich. Well, if if Christian was on the track of being one. Yeah, if Christian Yelich could have went from his 2000 and uh, we'll even go back to 2016 numbers with the the Marlins and carried all those good years through like 2030, Mm -hmm. the guy would have a shot. But there's just with the years with his dip and his age and if he's even going to do it he's probably got the best shot out of anyone on the current team offensively but he's going to have to put together a phenomenal career with the Brewers the rest of his contract or else he's going to be like a Ryan Braun he'd be borderline consideration at best and when I say borderline consideration it's like Prince Fielder one or two votes maybe and he's gone and then you look at the only other two players are Luis Arias and Willie Adamas, no. who are extremely young and they've had some good seasons, but they would have to do that for like 12 to 15 Willie, more years. Willie Adamas could be in like the hype man hall of fame. That dude gets it going. What about the arms? Well, Rowdy? well like what he did for the Brewers last year, and what Luis Arias did last year for the Brewers, they'd have to do that for like 15 more years. <laughs> yeah. There's no way. What about the arms, Rowdy? There's only one clear-cut guy that we could come up with that we think can has an inside track for the Hall of Fame. Can I guess? I think it's, can I guess it? It shouldn't be very hard. Josh Hader. Josh Hader. Haterade. And if Hader can do what he's done for the last four years for another ten years, guy's probably in for sure. Corbin Burns? That was number two on our list for guys that maybe, because you think about it, Corbin Burns. Great hair. He'd only had a 60-game short in 2020 where he's really good, and then last year where he's really, really good. We saw him in 2019. He got shelled as a younger kid. And then in 2018, he pitched pretty decent out of the bullpen for a team uh, that made it to the playoffs, obviously, NLCS. But he would still probably need another decade-plus of the same type of level he's pitched at the last couple of years to be in consideration. Same thing with Freddie Peralta. And then we really got crazy. We're like, well, if Devin Williams can pitch like he did in 2020, 2021 and not break his hand. Yeah. Maybe another 12, 15 years from him. He'd be in consideration. How about that? That's that's how far out all those guys are from punching a wall to having his bust on a wall. Think about that for Devin Williams. The only guy that's really got a real good shot is hater. Yeah. And the, and we're talking about by at that time, the guys that we have cheered for for the last 30 years, only one of them really is sniffing it. Yeah. All right. 608, 322. That's, yeah. And, that, and that's, that's why we really get on board when they have good seasons like 2018. That's remarkable, but not in a good way. 2021. That's like remarkably sad. 2011. <laughs> but also, that's Ooh. why you got to say that Milwaukee Brewer fans are loyal. They're passionate and they're yeah. some of the best fans in baseball because. Now let's go get drunk in the parking lot. You don't have the Hall of Famers like the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Dodgers every, every other uh, induction ceremony. No. Yet you have maybe one in the last 30 years. All right. That's kind of sad. I laugh so I don't cry.